I don't want you to be worried about what the pediatrician's office is going to think about you. We love new parents. We get like you're learning. So we want you to give yourself an extraordinary amount of grace. Whoever said babies and toddlers don't come with an instruction manual never met the moms on call. For nearly 20 years, Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter have helped over half a million families navigate parenthood with their best-selling books, online courses, apps, and network of certified consultants. And now they have this podcast to talk directly with you. Ask your questions at 888-234-7979. Welcome to the Moms on Call podcast with Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter. Hey guys, my name is Joanna from Lake Hartwell, Georgia. I have a 14-month-old little girl. um, And we are experiencing sometimes where she takes really good naps still. The two nights a day, she takes one at nine and at one. Um, And sometimes, you know, she'll take it for an hour and a half. Uh, now we're in 45 minutes, which is great. Um, but then other times she's only asleep for 45 minutes. When I take her to daycare, they're saying she doesn't even sleep in the morning. She screams and cries, so she's only getting one nap a day when she's at daycare, um, which I know you just do your best with that. Uh, but I'm just wondering at what point do I transition her into one nap a day and try to make that around lunchtime and a longer nap and take away maybe the morning nap Um, Since at daycare, they're already doing that. When she's at home with me, she takes a solid morning nap. But when she goes to daycare, she is not. Um, So I guess I'm just, I don't don't know what to do as far as that goes. She sleeps great through the night. She wakes up about 6.15 in the morning, 6.30 in the morning. um, And she's going to sleep around 7, 7 7.30. So I guess I just need a little help on how to transition into just one nap. Thank you so much for all you do. Joanna, you are right in our neighborhood. We have been to Lake Hartwell on many occasions. It is a wonderful, wonderful place to live. And we could listen to you talk all day. We love, love, love it. Um, So here's what I want to tell you. The answer to your question is yes. Let's move to one nap a day because life really is kind of pushing us in that direction. And it'll be a lot more consistent but we're going to have to get you through the transition. And what number starts with the same letter as nap, Laura? Nine. Nine days. It will take about nine days. And I will tell you, if you didn't have this transition with daycare and she's already doing one nap when she's at daycare and you're starting to see a little bit where these naps are starting to go a little bit wonky, I'd be like, Keep those two naps when she's with you as long as possible. But because we're seeing some of these things, yes, let's just go in. Let's get it consistent from day to day. Give it the nine days that it takes to make that transition. You will want to turn back. This is not one of the fun transitions, that's for sure. (laughs) Well, and look, you are in such a great position, Joanna, because she's sleeping a good 11, 11 and a half hours at night. So she really is in a great position. If you're listening to this and you're, you know, in a similar situation, we really encourage you to have the moms on call resources get you to that place where they're sleeping all night, because that is an ideally suited situation to be able to make this nine day transition. And we just do it cold turkey. We're going to start that nap time when she's at home that day, sometime between 1230 and 130, whatever's going to work most consistently for you each day. 
and she'll be tired in the morning. We're going to have to really work at keeping her awake, get super creative about that, and then put her down for that nap. And then she'll stay in there for an hour and a half minimum, three hours maximum. We don't want to overdo that nap. And it's from the time the nap started, not the time she fell asleep. So let's say you put her down at 1230, but she didn't fall asleep until one. The clock started at 1230, not one. And that is so true. And you'll be able to get right through that. Get going. One nap. Really, I loved it. So Brent was 10 months old and I had to move him to one nap. Because he had twin older brothers and he did, you know, he wanted well, and to, two sisters and two. Yeah. But the <laughs> sisters, you know, I don't know that he was paying as much attention to, to the girls as he was those twin boys. And he did not want to miss out. So I moved him to one nap at 10 months old. I wasn't happy about it, but I knew it was what was best for him. And so we moved him to one nap with the boys. And so then I had all three boys down at one time. And after I got through that nine days, uh, that was a sweet, sweet time for me when they were all three down to that one nap. Hi, this is Melissa from Marietta, Georgia. I've got my first baby arriving in about two weeks. And if everything goes smoothly, two and a half weeks from now, I will have a baby in my house that I'm responsible for, which is such a scary thought. And it brings me to my very simple question. How do I know for the next 18 years of this child's life when I should call the doctor and when things are just normal? I'm afraid I'm going to be one of those parents who's on the phone with a pediatrician every few days saying, my baby's been crying for 30 minutes nonstop, and I think she has a baby migraine. What should I do? I guess my question is how do you know when to call the doctor and how do you know when to just power through? Thank you. Oh, Melissa, I wish I could take you back in time with me so you could hear Tim Walker saying these words to me. Honey, I promise you it's not meningococcal meningitis. It's just a heat rash. (laughs) (laughs) And that, you know, that we love that Tim Walker Mm -hmm. because he is just so incredibly wise and calm and calm. (laughs) Same thing with my husband, you know, Blake had gotten an injury at the YMCA where he had had a pretty significant laceration to the, to the webbing of his finger. And my husband sends me a picture and he says, eh, what do you think I should do with this? I'm like, what I think you should do is bring him home so I can take him to the emergency room. That's what I think you should do, you know. Uh, but our husbands are just like, eh, you know. But we love this question, Melissa, because I do. I think that that is one of those real fears that we have as as moms as, and even as nurses. Like the one time that I don't call Jennifer and ask about my son who fell six feet from the wall is going to be the time that, you know. So those fears are so real. And I think what we really have to do is, one, we're going to trust that intuition. I promise you will have a certain amount of intuition that will help you navigate all of those things. Two, read the Moms on Call books. We have so much information on there, what it is, what to do, and when to call the doctor on numerous, numerous things. And three, call the doc. That's what they're there for. So when you do have those things, those knots in your stomach, you're just unsure, call the doc. Maybe not call 10 of your closest friends and get everybody's opinions. 
call the doc. That's what they're there for. Um, but the books, our resources will really walk you through and tell you exactly what to look for. Well, and I think, too, the uh, one of the other things I was thinking about as you were talking is, um, you know, I don't want you to be worried about what the pediatrician's office is going to think about you. Oh. We love new parents. We get like you're learning. So we want you to give yourself an extraordinary amount of grace as you're learning. You are going to be sitting in an urgent care with a child that screamed for 30 minutes, 45 minutes, like an arm was coming off. And the minute you sit in the exam room, they fall asleep or all of a sudden they're just laughing. Like it turns on and off like a faucet and you will look at a <laughs> healthcare professional and go, I, promise. I swear she was just crying for two hours. Now I don't even know if I should go. It's not about how you look. It's about accessing the care you feel they need in the moment. And my sister, whom I adore, she always gave me this really great advice. Thank you, Stephanie. She said, you make the best decisions you can with the information you have at the time. And so I hope that that helps you just to be able to own some of that and know that all of us, pediatric nurses included, we call each other and ask these questions. All of us kind of overshoot that sometimes and we will as you learn. Thank you for listening to the Moms on Call podcast. If you have a question for Jennifer and Laura, call 888-234-7979. Visit momsoncall.com for resources to help you parent with confidence and thrive, not just survive your amazing parenting journey. 